All right, can you guys uh, talk a bit so I can just test this sh This This is an example of Speaks. Speaks is a magical codec that does something that I hear every single time I test Mumble. This is an example of Speaks. <laughs> Let's do this. Dear listener of the QQ Cast, today is Thursday, October 19th, 2023. We're your host, Donapod, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is Quest 310. Should we review DLC for IGN? That's right. Two acronyms in one fucking title. I bet you guys didn't see this coming. I, it's a lot I of TLAs. No in fact, I don't even know what we're doing still. There's too many things going on. What are we doing? So uh, we had done an article a while back. Uh, you know, we love listicles here on the QQ cast. And there was an article a while back of uh, uh, IGN put out the call for reviews, user reviews, because they needed content. And they wanted to crowdsource it. And it was for video games. So we went down that list and talked about video games and if we liked them. And so they put out another article, which was for DLC specifically. And I just could not, I just could not resist uh, doing this as podcast fodder because it just seemed like too much fun. So here you go. Here's the list. Channel, Tom, link to IGN.com. This week's most think, wanted ratings and reviews. To... DLC. Did, did he link to a thing? I did. Go check somebody, your fucking Mumble. Somebody... It's in Mumble. Yeah, no, Mumble told me that you linked to a thing. I did? I did link to a thing. Did you click it? I did. Worst I clicked it. podcast ever. So, gentlemen, I think we did the same format as last time. Uh, there's, make sure it's wide enough so that you have rows of five. And so we're just going to go, you know, Zach, you'll get the first row, pick one of those games, you get to talk about it. And then Ruli, you'll pick, get the second row, pick one of those games, you get to talk about it and so on and so forth. Sound like a plan? I have heard worse plans. I, I have heard of a plan. <laughs> All right. But before we begin, Zach, you know what time it is. Zach, romance update from Baldur's Gate 3. How's it going? Are you and your boo still together? Technically, yes. Technically. Uh, and I finished the game. You finished the game? Yeah. Are there going to be no more romance updates? There will be no more romance updates unless I decide to start another campaign, which isn't likely just now. But uh, that was good. I got a good, solid... Uh, 292.9 hours on my playtime on Steam. So, you know, no complaints. Wait, ha wait, 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 wait. How many hours? 292.9. How many days has the game been out? I don't know, but in fairness, it's been on overnight multiple times. Roll, like, what's like, the math? Paused. Really, math this shit for us, sir. Oh, I, I'm, I'm looking at the game that I'm going to be reviewing or talking about. Tell me the numbers again, because I don't do numbers 292 well. hours of gameplay, and it's been released for how long? I mean, that's at least 12 days already. Woo! That's already kind of scary. That's you got your Was that a $70 game? You got $70 worth, sir. I believe that I did. God damn. Well, there you go, dear listener, the end of an era, by which I mean like five podcast episodes, no more romance updates from Zach. I'll just find a new way to fill the uh, the early space in the podcast, and I won't get to play cool, funky songs like this. Ah, uh, so sad, so sad. All right, gentlemen, ready to get to the podcast? Yes. Yes? No? Maybe so? Yes. It's been 11 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was counting. I was counting weeks. <laughs> All right, Zach. Because uh, there's some games I think you'll like on the top of this list. Should we review DLC for IGN? The answer is one out of five. Zach, top, top row. Which of these would you like to talk about? Oh Hell, God. Re read, read to dear listener. What's even on there? All right. Well, I mean, these are ranked, right? So IGN believes that these are the top five most wanted uh, DLCs of the week. Uh, number one, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty CD Projekt Red. Number two is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Blood and Wine, also CD Projekt Red. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways Capcom. 
High on Knife, Squanch Games, expansion for High on Life, and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, The Hidden Dot Dot Dot, Game Freak. So which so, one yeah. are you going to talk about? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, I guess I'm going to talk about Cyberpunk. It's the only one that I know really anything about. All right. But I haven't played it yet. How have you not played The Witcher 3? I've played The Witcher 3. I just haven't played the Blood and Wine expansion. Oh, God. I see. I I thought for sure you'd have played something here. And I realized you were doing Baldur's Gate, so I didn't know how much you'd gotten to Cyberpunk. But uh... it is it is very high up on my list to revisit Cyberpunk because I loved the the originally released game was a lot of fun. I had fun with it. I think a lot of people on PC did. Everybody on consoles kind of got fucked, <laughs> uh, but they can get fucked. So tell us how you really yeah. feel. Cyberpunk: Phantom Liberty is the paid DLC on top of the 2.0 update that went into Cyberpunk, uh, really just a couple of months ago, um, or near enough the same time to call them related. The major core systems of the game perks the uh, police systems, the wanted levels, the way that the crowds work. A lot of stuff fundamentally changed about how Cyberpunk 2077 plays. It is functionally a different game. On top of that, the Phantom Liberty expansion drops, and it's, from all reports, very good and relatively expansive for a DLC. So, seems like good value to me. And who's it starring? Edris motherfucking Alba, baby! That's right. So, okay, yeah, so no. They, 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 they did good stuff. Ruli and I stuff. have not played Cyberpunk. We've talked about this on the podcast. We uh, so that's we've not played bit, Phantom Liberty. Like we've minutes. talked about this on the podcast. What was that, Ruli? I played it like 10 minutes, so that's better than zero. Oh, that's true. You said you streamed it with, was it Stadia? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you had a good experience. Too bad Stadia's gone. Now you can't have a good experience with Phantom Liberty. Sucks to be you. No, no I can't. <laughs> Well, okay, Zach, classic question. If you were trying to sell us on playing a game you haven't played yet, what is the elevator pitch? Ruli and I should go play Phantom Liberty right now. Why Why is that? Uh, so you know how game developers, especially really pop, for really popular games or really hype games, when the hype train gets rolling, uh, it gets rolling hard. Promises are made as often as not. Those promises are broken by the time the thing is released. Uh, you can could very much make the case that cyberpunk as it was presented originally on 1.0 release it was nothing like what was promised in the hype train 2.0 apparently addresses all of that and if you haven't played it before well first it's a very pretty game looks amazing upscaled if you're nvidia dlss or amd what's the super resolution thing whatever it is um so, very pretty game. Apparently plays like it should have all along now. And on top of that, you get Keanu Reeves and now Idris Elba. So, Idris there's, Elba. A, there's a lot to recommend it. I like how your sales pitch is basically, Hey guys, I know this is a game you don't care about promises. So, they didn't break their promises. Thus, you should play it. <laughs> yeah. Good pitch. Good pitch. Big fan. Yeah. Well, it's one of those stories that makes me think of Hello Games and, um, fuck, what's the name of that game? No Man's Sky. They're fucking nouns. No Man's Sky. That's it. Yes. Ta-da! So, yeah. Similar kind of trajectory, I guess. Uh, the Cyberpunk folks, they did address some things in patches. They had a fairly regular update schedule when the game was first released, but then they kind of went quiet for a while, and now we've got this by all accounts fantastic update to the core game in addition to a really solid dlc entry and yeah it's paid where hello games charged nothing for all of their many expansions but it's nice to see something turn out well in the end Eh. happy endings moving on (laughs) really what's next on row two all right, for row two, we've got The Last of Us Left Behind, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass, Wulong Fallen Dynasty Conqueror of Zhangdong, I'm probably slaughtering that one, Dark Souls 
Arteriolus of the Abyss. Thought we that one too. Yeah, we gave you the hard words. <laughs> An Atomic Heart, Annihilation Instinct. Have um, you played any of these? Of course! I how I played any of these. Mario Kart 8 is the only one I played, so that was, that's what I'm going to pick. Um, oh but God. also, can you help me understand this list? Because if, if this is the most wanted, that, uh, I, I know the Fans of Liberty one's like, maybe like within the past couple of well, months. It's, but... it's the most wanted in that they wanted content. They were like, we need more reviews on these to drive clicks. So I don't think they're wanted in terms of like, people were really screaming. Well, actually, these are all pretty, these are all pretty well known. But I don't, I don't think it was actually by users clamoring as much as the content creators clamoring. Hey, do you, Just do you shut like up Mario and talk Kart? about Mario Kart 8. Do you like Mario Kart? <laughs> do you want to have more courses? Because why not? How, ma- how, many, what? how many fucking 40, courses were they up to? 48 more courses? Or no, okay, the total roster has 48 courses. It's a lot I of courses. I think the original roster had like 48. I don't know. There's just so many courses. I don't know. It's absurd. It was like, it's more courses than, I mean, by a long shot, any other Mario Kart game. It's obscene. Yeah, it's it's been a while since we all got together to do some Mario Kart racing, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. I think this has been, I might, dare I say, the pinnacle of the series. Oh yeah, I, I can't think of anyone that's been better. Oh yeah, um, it's balanced well. There's enough vehicles, the hovercraft style of things, which is it doesn't really change any of like the traction or dynamics of it, but it just looks cool. It's always fun. Um, did it actually introduce anything new? Because I'm like remembering the gliders, the random things. Yeah, it like... was. It introduced zero G. This was the Mario Kart uh, Wii U entry, and it it's what incre- uh, introduced the zero Z. We already had gliders from Mario Kart Seven on the 3DS. Yeah, but like, like the zero G um, didn't. I mean, it looks cool, but did it actually change any of the gameplay? Really? Uh, it it allowed them to do some pretty cool course design with going up upside down, what have you. And then the mechanical gimmick of the zero G was that when you bump into something, you accelerate as opposed to decelerate. So in truth, okay. even though I love it, I would tell you it's mostly just for visual flair. And hey, yeah, if you're letting the tracks look cool as fuck, I'm down with that. Um, which is which is funny because I still think my favorite course is the. Um, but it's it's the Baby Mario one. Is that one where it's eight um, eight laps around the super tiny <laughs> yeah, it's course? Like baby Mario circuit or some shit. Yes, and it's strictly because the sheer amount of chaos. Because there's just so many um, question mark boxes, so many things, and of course, whoever's like two laps behind is gonna come back because they're gonna get the bullet bill. They're gonna hit you like two times because that map is just so damn short. Um, but it's lots of fun. Fuck yeah, dude. Hey, uh, dear listener, we're all getting together. It is a private QQ Fest <laughs> in April. So, gentlemen, bring your Switches. We'll throw down in some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. Uh, oh, dear God, what's the full thing? Ex- Nintendo Switch Expansion Pack Online Serve... It- Jesus Christ, there's so many fucking words in this. Nintendo, learn how to name <laughs> things. But yeah, we'll throw down. It'll be fun. Sounds Zach, fun. any comments about Mario Kart 8 co- Deluxe Booster Course Pass? Uh, I mean, I guess. If they're not going to give us <laughs> a new Mario Kart, they can at least give us more tracks. True. Is 8 just like the evergreen version of Mario Kart now? Like, are we, are we going to stop there? So, just, just you know, keep... it's, it's a crazy thing, right? Because uh, Mario Kart 8 and Smash Brothers have the Deluxe versions on the Switch, and they have so much obscene amounts of content. It's hard to imagine how Nintendo could top these. I mean, mechanically or just in terms of raw content. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll give the money for Mario Kart 9. But I, it's hard to imagine how they're going to, again, uh, tell consumers, here's the new value prop. Basically, it's going to be, here's here's the new one on the new system. Do, I, I don't know. Do we count exactly the, do um, the one that was a little RC car with a camera in it? Oh, fuck yeah. Um, a Mario Kart home circuit, I think. Uh, I actually, uh, we have a pair of those in, in Texas. I got I got one for um, uh, for Lyra for Christmas or some shit. And so we actually raced that around the house and, and the cats had to get out of the way. It's, it's, it's gimmicky. It's not like competitive. It's not really a real game. But oh my God, it's so fucking cool, guys. You ever even seen it played? I haven't seen uh, it. No. I, I I wasn't sure of the appeal of it or how well it worked, but it already seems like you're giving it a glowing review. So I would consider that maybe Mario Kart 9 and Mario Kart 10 is whatever comes out after that. 
<laughs> That's one way to look at it. Really, uh, the next time I see the Mario or Luigi physical cart stuff on sale, I will I will be sending you a Christmas present. Moving on. Are you guys still with me? I'm wondering if I'm like yeah, losing I'm, connection. I'm here. I'm here. Only and technically. I, oh god. Actually, it, I, I, cool. I I wanted this row because there was one that I wanted to talk about. But well, let's, let's see what you pick. All right, dear listener. Here it is. Row three. The first one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I actually have to mouse over this to see the full name. Shredder's Revenge. Dimension Shell Shock by Tribute Games. Next one is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, The Champion's Ballad by Nintendo EPD. Next one is Elder Scrolls Online, Necromancer Shadow over Morrowind by Zenimax Online. Next one is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak by Capcom. And last, possibly least, Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare by Rockstar San Diego. Gentlemen, you both know what I'm going to talk about. Ruli, which one did you want to talk about? Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hold on, I, I have I have one for this. No! <laughs> I know. Uh, I want to talk tell, about Breath of the Wild. So I'll tell you what, tell I'm going to split. What you like about I'm going to break. I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to break the rules because I made them and I said fuck the rules. Really, real quick, what is it you want to talk about? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, Dimension Shell Shock about. Oh, it's about turtles punching people in the face. That's it. It's short levels, five, ten minutes, lots of fun. But there's also a human that punches people in the face, a rabbit that punches people in the face, a rat that punches people in the face. What? What? So, so species many punching. So many, so many. It's <laughs> oh. good. Yeah, I actually picked it up and yeah, it's it's my in between. I have 20 minutes to play a game type thing. So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Zach, have you ever touched Shredder's Revenge? Even know what it is? I have never heard of it. And I am disappointed in myself. Correct. As, you know, <laughs> as your mother always said. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yup. All right. So I want to talk about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Ballad of the Champions DLC. So this was the second DLC. The first one was like Heroes something or other. And it added like the infinite tower you had to climb. And frankly, I'm a terrible gamer. It was too hard for me. So uh, when this came out, I actually went back to Breath of the Wild to play it because I had tried going back to the Breath of the Wild. And I think I've said on the podcast before, lightning did not strike twice for me. I knew the world. I just wasn't as engaged. But this just put like one new quest line throughout the world that uh, culminated in one whole new dungeon. And man, for a brief couple of hours, I was just completely re-engaged with Breath of the Wild. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, it got fucking hard. You had to, like, fight these camps. You had to, like, kill every single Mokoblin that was all these, you know, colored, have a billion hit points ones. And so my strategy was just I had saved up, you know, a metric fuck ton of the, like, explosive and elemental arrows. And then I had saved up a bunch of Lionel bows that fires five each. So I was just raining fire from the goddamn <laughs> sky to kill these Mokoblin camps. And man, it was uh, it was great. It was it was a great experience. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And as we talked about the podcast recently, I was disappointed there's not going to be any DLC for um, Tears of the Kingdom. Not that I've even been able to play that because of my fucking hand injury. So, gentlemen, did you play any of this DLC? And if not, are you sad that there will be no, uh, what should we call the new one? DLC Skyward something. Fuck my brain. I'm old. <laughs> the closest I got to this version of Zelda was the really cool motorcycle in the map in Mario Kart. <laughs> I did I did get the motorcycle in Breath of the Wild. It was fun, but it has it has a limited amount of fuel. It runs out of fuel, and I forget what you have to do to fuel it. Yeah, I think that that was for me the constant turnoff of this game was just like I felt like every 5 minutes like my weapon's gone. I'm dying of thirst, I'm dying of heat, I'm dying of cold. I'm like <laughs> just like like just Stop killing me! I want to go have fun and do things. The, the dying wasn't the hard part. The weapons breaking sucked. And in yeah. Tears of the Kingdom... Oh, thank you, Brain. Tears of the Kingdom, they added uh, the ability to fuse weapons together, which drastically increased their durability, like, you know, exponentially, not just 2x. And so I'm told that kind of sort of solved the problem. Moving on! So uh, we're about to get to the the second round around the table here. So, Zach, before you get to your next row, who is our sponsor for this evening? After these messages, we'll be right back. Uh, sponsor for this evening, I am going to go with uh, Bethesda. Because if you really want to be lied to, Tom Howard's got <laughs> your back. <laughs> 
Wow, I wonder which thing on this next list you're going to pick. All right, Zach. Row number four. Oh, God damn it. I keep hitting the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. So row number four. Let's. We've got Rain World, Downpour, Akupara Games, Sea of Thieves, The Legend of Monkey Island, Rare, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, Studio MDHR, Far Cry 6, Lost Between Worlds, Ubisoft Toronto, and then The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, Dawnguard, Bethesda Games. Uh, you would think that I would go with, Sky with Skyrim. Uh, and I did actually, I think, play Dawnguard. But I want to talk about Lost Between Worlds. So it's become a tradition, it seems, with Far Cry games. And I'm, I'm a longtime fan of the Far Cry series. It oh. was one of those FPS games that did a really decent job of storytelling in the beginning and has since gone well and truly off the rails. Wait, wait, wait. You said you said it's tradition and we're talking about Ubisoft Toronto. So I wish I had the clip, but instead I'll just do as is tradition in Canada. <laughs> yes um so yeah uh lost between worlds it's the absolute batshit call it expansion i guess it's sort of their um uh what would you call it i'm really not even sure quite what to call it because the last several have done this uh far cry 3 uh did blood dragon which was this like Neon Tron, yeah. bizarre video game version of the game, starring and Michael Bean, even... baby. Yeah, it had very little, if anything, to do with Far Cry Three itself. Uh, I think, I think, I, I think you didn't even play the same character. Oh no, it was one. completely different. Yeah, it, it was just a completely different game. They were just like, yeah, okay, so we made. Far Cry 3, and that was cool and all, but here's the thing that we were fucking around with on the side that we just decided to release as an afterthought. Um, but it was really popular, because it was just fun. You could just have fun with it, and that's kind of the point of a lot of games, right? That's kind of the point of games! So, continuing that, Far Cry 4 did Valley of the Yetis, which is a little bit more of a serious take, and they, I think, actually used the same character from the Far Cry 4 game. I find Just it hard to believe... radically different setting. I find it hard to believe anything with the word Yeti in the title is serious, but go on. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't the same just bat shit that <laughs> Blood Dragon was. Fair enough. And, like, um, what was the... Saints Row? Saints Row 4, I think? was the same way where it was just like hey here's a series that was just kind of a gta clone and it used to have a serious story but now you're the president and you have to fight <laughs> aliens so in virtual reality i think in virtual reality yeah so yeah as it's as you do valley of the yetis was not that it was a good expansion i guess uh it was definitely different and it was again just nothing to do with Far Cry 4 itself. They just decided that they had a cool engine and a neat idea for uh, just bizarre... They drew this idea out of a hat. They couldn't have done otherwise. So after Far Cry 4, Far Cry 5, they continued it. Uh, they sent you to fucking Mars <laughs> on that one. It was Lost on Mars. So, you know, new suite of weapons, alien enemies... Just absolute fuckery. More more in the style of Blood Dragon, where it's just much more in the comedy realm than anything else. <laughs> and uh, now Far Cry 6, Lost Between Worlds. I think in this one you do play the title character from Far Cry 6. Uh, and just in a new scenario. Uh, it's even largely the same map. They just replaced all the enemies with crystalline aliens, uh, tweaked the <laughs> weapons quite a bit, and gave you a quest line that you can apparently finish in like five to seven hours. So nothing wrong with that, and apparently it's very fun, but the whole point of it is that it's, uh, it's sort of the encore. It's the encore to the game. It's not even really an expansion. It's barely DLC, but 
it is a fun tradition that they've come up with to keep the Far Cry brand sort of on its toes. And as much as I'm interested in whatever they come up with for Far Cry 7, and I will probably play it and enjoy it, uh, I'm also at least as interested as their as their encore. So, yeah, that's fun. Ruli, if you were going to play a Far Cry, which of the ones Zach just described would interest you the most? I know I've actually played a couple. I played three. I played what the crazy religious one. Was that five or four? Uh, I think that was <laughs> five. Yeah, that was it's five. It's tough to keep them all straight. Yeah, yeah, the, like the crazy religious one. That, that one was fun. I, I, I didn't get too far in it, but like I enjoyed it. I did play some Blood Dragon. And I could have swore there was some other, like, zombie one that might have been off of 4. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, they're all pretty fun. And, I mean, I'd be willing to check out Lost Worlds probably because it's the latest one just because of that. All right. Well, moving on. Ruli, next row. This row is this row is sad. Uh, Fire Emblem, Engage, Fell, Zenalog, Bioshock 2, Minerva's Dead, Borderlands 2, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, Destiny 2 Lightfall, and Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheel. I don't think I've played any of these. <laughs> I would say three of these is a franchise I have never even touched. And those other two I haven't played, but I'm very vaguely aware of. So I'm just I'm just gonna go with Borderlands 2 because I, I played the actual game of this one. <laughs> So I'm assuming that this one was a expansion on Borderlands 2, and then they actually made the Tiny Tina's Dungeon one, which I also, like, in, in typical role fashion, played for, like, five to six hours and then never touched again. Correct! <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was cool. Like, if this is what started off that trend, then yes, by all means, that looks like a fun game. Um... But yeah, but it's still Borderlands. And like, that's... I have such a love-hate with, with Borderlands. I, I like it, but, like... Oh, look, now your gun has yellow paint, but it's, like, as good or twice as good? I don't know. I don't keep up with any of that crap. Just just let me shoot things. Yeah, I, I liked it originally with the original Borderlands. And I think some of us played Borderlands 2 together. But, you know, like, co-op looter shooter was fun. But I feel like it lost its novelty relatively quick. Like, it's got a great sense of humor. Art style was cool. Mm. But it just it didn't have it. And, again, I didn't play any of the more recent games. It just didn't have any depth to, to hook me. Uh, yeah, Tiny Tina's it's... board game, the full game, did look neat. And you you did talk about it on the podcast before. But at the end of the day, I think it also just bordered, boiled down to Borderlands, right? Like, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, shoot, loot. Yeah, it's a bummer, because, like, there are games that I want to play, and then there's games that I started to play, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to YouTube and watch all the cutscenes and see what happens, because I don't want to grind for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bioshock 2 was a close second, but, like, honestly, I don't remember anything from Bioshock 2 after Bioshock Infinite came out. Like, that's... I only have so much room to remember of Bioshock and everything got pushed out once I played Infinite, so... Bioshock Zach, any thing. comments about Borderlands 2 or Bioshock 2? Would you, too, like to make a comment about these two games? Not Destiny 2? A2? I mean... X, Zachary? It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> uh, like, I, I was just... I was thinking about it, and then I had to go and look it up, and, like, Borderlands 2 came out in 2013 bioshock 2 is 2010 um i'm not exactly sure when the expansions for these came out uh and then there's like tiny tina's wonderlands is a dlc for borderlands 2 that came out like in june or something this year or maybe it was last year i don't know it's really hard to find real <laughs> oh that, there it is uh june 23 2022 so last year um it's tough to find reliable information about like the release dates of these DLCs, which is weird. Well, especially because uh, like some of them are going to be multi-platform as well. Dude, if Wikipedia see, can't tiny, answer that, we have a real problem. Just saying. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep uh, might have released in 2021. I'm not exactly sure. Hell if I know. Mm. All right. Anyway, moving yeah. on. All right, the next row is the Elder Scrolls Online High Isle. That just High Isle. Okay, by Bethesda <laughs> Games. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, The Fate of Atlantis. That actually does sound cool. By Ubisoft Quebec, where it's tradition to make expansion packs in Canada. 
Final Fantasy XIV Online Endwalker, Square Enix, Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye, Mobius Digital, Horizon Call of the Mountains by Guerrilla Games. Is that Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah, yeah, Horizon franchise. Okay. Gentlemen, I have a confession to make. Alright, I'm sorry. E. I intentionally made sure I got this row. I cheated, okay? I cheated Fail. on this because I wanted to talk about... Wait for it. Wait for it. Where's my goddamn drum roll? Outer Wilds Echo of the Eye. Oh, dear God. Uh, have either of you played the Outer Wilds? No. Uh, yes, briefly. I have not gotten a chance to go back and finish it. Ruli, have you even heard of the no. Outer Wilds? No. It's a space game or something? Yeah, space game. You got it. So okay. there was Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds that released around the same time. So fuck Outer Worlds. You want to play Outer Wilds. So this game, Zach, you need to go back and play this game. Uh, I had tried to play it a few months ago with some friends where I was like the entertainment for them. They were watching me play. And I just didn't understand what I was doing. I didn't fully grasp it. And so even though I thought it was extremely cool, it didn't hook me. And then this past week, uh, Trey and I, I, I got to go to vacation in Texas. We were hanging out a bunch. And we played through the Outer Wilds. This game is a fucking masterpiece. It is a fucking transformative experience. It is science fiction at its goddamn best. To, to even try to describe it to you is almost a spoiler, but here's what I'll say. This game is a, is a mystery. You are a detective trying to solve a mystery is the best way to describe it. Uh, this isn't a spoiler because you learn all about this in about the thir first 30 minutes. There is a time loop where the universe is going to blow up every 22 minutes and you need to figure out why that is and you learn that there uh even though you're the the species that grew up in this universe and it's a very tiny universe you can take your wooden spaceship and blast off from your planet and go to the other planets in the not even universe solar system but it all has newtonian physics you have to like deal with gravity it is so so much fun that core loop of running around and jumping with your jetpack and flying your spaceship between the planets but then this mystery with the alien species and some blowing up, it is some of the most amazing science fiction. And the way it ties together when you finally learn the whole story, I will not dare spoil it for you. It's fucking incredible. Okay, I just rambled. Gentlemen, does that even get you remotely hooked for the Outer Wilds? Zach, are you remotely tempted to go back and try the Outer Wilds? Or are you still on the cyberpunk train right now? I mean, I am. It's been on my list for a long time. I may have to play it before I play cyberpunk at this point. Um... I've just got a lot of shit on my list. Oh, I know. The so outer, wait, dude, okay, Outer Wilds, again, I, just transformative. I, It is now one of my favorite games of all time. It's absolutely okay, positively but, fucking incredible. When you're talking about the game, and this is the DLC, did you play both? <laughs> okay, yes. Except cheating talking about the real game. Uh, yes, Trey and I started playing Echoes of the Eye, but we didn't get to finish it. So actually, because he and I are both so fucking excited about this, um, he's actually figuring out how to set up a streaming, uh, like a streaming thing out of his computer. So he's going to stream it over discord, uh, so that we can, we can finish it together. I would invite yes. you guys, but it's going to be spoilers. Well, that's not true. Actually, the DLC doesn't really spoil anything for the main game. It's completely separate standalone story. So, okay. I will invite you along if you'd like to stream Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye with, with Trey and I on Sunday night. Hold I, on. I, my, I have a, uh, I have a My schedule this. is chaotic with children. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll, st I'll stop rambling, but seriously, guys, Outer Wilds is absolutely positively incredible. I intentionally stole this row. And when I was trying to pick the podcast topic for tonight, I did genuinely think this was going to be a fun one. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, dear God, I just want an excuse to talk about the Outer Wilds. So I made sure we did this topic. I made sure I got this row because I wanted to fucking rant and ramble. And now on with the podcast. Zach, next row. All right. Coming in at 31, we've got Animal Crossing, Happy Home Paradise, Nintendo, EPD, Grand Theft Auto 4, The Lost and Damned, Rockstar North, Fallout 3, Broken Steel, Bethesda Game Studios, Assassin's Creed, Freedom, uh, I guess this is, which one? 4, Black Flag, Freedom Cry. And Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure. Didn't we already have a Forza Horizon 5? Probably. Yes, we did. Hot the Wheels. Hot, Wheels Hot Wheels expansion is number 25. Hot Wheels lead the way! <laughs> yep. Uh, oh man, this is tough. I 
played and enjoyed GTA 4. I played and enjoyed Fallout 3. I played and fucking loved Black Flag. Uh, I even played and enjoyed Animal Crossing once upon a time. God damn, this is the right row for you. Yeah, but I think I think I'm going to have to go with Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag Freedom Cry. Never a bad choice. Why is that? Whale Black Flag is objectively the best Assassin's Creed game of the series. You could maybe argue that the original ones had more innovative features and you know at the time if you judge them by their contemporaries they were ground setting or groundbreaking whatever mixed metaphor you want to apply to it um black flag was the best video game in the series it did a lot right and one of the principal features of it the uh wooden ship the sailing ship combat they absolutely fucking nailed it's the age of piracy and they did it really really well from the ship like uh what's the word i'm looking the ship piloting the ship steering the 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 way that you control the ships (laughs) the sailing uh the naval combat the fucking sea shanties that your crew could sing (laughs) Uh, it was very, very satisfying. It was a game that was a ton of fun to play. I don't know anything about this expansion, Freedom Cry, because <laughs> I ripped through Black Flag before the first expansion came out, and by that point, I had moved on to other things. It is a four-hour-ish adventure with a new character and... Where I guess a new assassin character. It's actually a character that was already in there, the first mate. Um, which is cool. Not quite enough to get me to spend the time reinstalling it. <laughs> but man, what a great game. And I hope that they do something similar soon. They tried, sort of. They well, the tried latest one to... is, is a very back-to-basics reboot, is it not? The latest one allegedly is, yes. Um, and I think that's probably off the back of Odyssey was not all that well received bronze age ship combat turns out is not all that compelling <laughs> so um you know, uh, the, earlier yeah. in the list there was a sea of thieves dlc for uh monkey island did, did you do a sea of thieves because that's supposed to have pretty good ship combat right i'm just wrong yeah about that? no i have seen a bunch of videos of sea of thieves and it looks like it would be a lot of fun but it looks like it would be more fun if i had folks that i was playing sea of thieves with mm. and i've got other multiplayer games to take up that kind of time so i haven't um, oh, really? Also... I think he's implying we should play Sea of Thieves together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Go on. Uh, there's also a uh, pirate game. It's not Sea of Thieves. There's another one uh, that was supposed to come out in. It was supposed to come out earlier this year, and it was delayed. And I'm trying to think of the name of it. I have no idea. Uh, oh, Skull and Bones. I don't Skull even know what that Bones. is. That actually might already be out now. And it looks like it kind of got panned, which is unfortunate. Mm, So sad. Ruli, anything to add about the Assassin's Creed franchise? I loved jumping off things into kale pills. Is is that in (laughs) Black Flag? Is there any that's not in? I don't know. I think Zach is lost in Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, no. Uh, Skull and Bones, it did get delayed. It's supposed to be released now in 2024. Oh, okay. Okay. And so so the reviews that I was seeing were people pissed off that it was delayed. Okay, cool. It looks fun. Uh, It's Ubisoft. Uh, Pirate, the age of piracy. So that that could be be very, very cool. Do you get to jump into the ocean off something high or something? Like, what's what's the... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But if it's anything, it, it seemed like it was following the coattails a little bit of sea of thieves where it's that cooperative pirate ship management game not even management um but yeah no playing a pirate game co-op with you know you and your friends running around steering a ship sailing firing cannons doing things to collect that booty (laughs) grabbing that booty oh yeah seems fun slightly less cartoonish art style which i don't mind but you know some people enjoy more of a call it realistic bent in their video game art that's that's fine nah that's ubisoft they have a pretty decent track record with sort of open-ended 
call them uh, uh, theme park games, which it seems like it could fit the bill for. Fair enough. Moving on, Ruli, next row. All right, we've got Fallout New Vegas, Dead Money by Obsidian Entertainment. Grand Theft Auto 4, The Ballad of Gay Tony, Rockstar North. Sid Meier's Civilization 5, Brave New World, Firaxis? Sure, we'll go with that. Monster Hunter, <laughs> Monster Hunter World, Iceborne by Capcom, and Mass Effect 3, Citadel by BioWare. This one is also kind of misery for me because uh, never played the franchise, never played the franchise. Okay, so it's two out of three. Um, I'm just going to go with Fallout because even though I didn't play Fallout New Vegas, Jesus. Uh, all the other Fallouts were really good. I played Fallout 3. Did you fun. ever do any expansion content, content for a Fallout? No. That's a no. no. That's no. a big fat. <laughs> I'm aware of it. Wasn't wasn't with three? You could go on like the spaceship with the AI and all that other junk. Zach, like you're that. an expert. <laughs> uh, Fallout Three did the uh, what was it? Something Liberty, whatever. It had Liberty Prime, a giant mechanical doomsday bot. Uh, it's it's fun too. Fallout has traditionally been a bethesda title uh new vegas was the only one that obsidian did and it's real tempting to argue that new vegas is the best of the call it modern age of fallout yeah i was gonna say i've I've heard nothing but good things about it it's one of those where i'm like i should have really played that one when it came out they they did a very good job with it um you know one of the the hallmarks of fallout especially the 3d fallout games has been like the visual storytelling that they do because you're walking into a post-apocalyptic world and there are just little little vignettes into how that apocalypse played out and new vegas has a lot more of that i think than other titles in the series so it's it's very easy to just kind of really want to sink into every little nook and cranny Plus, the story's mm-hmm. hilarious. In almost all the fallouts, you start out in a vault. In, in, that's true of basically all of them. And uh, you walk out of the vault for reasons. It might be to find your missing father or to uh, you know, save the dwellers in your vault from some internal threat. Uh, in Fallout, your motivation is that you were a courier and somebody shot you in the face. Ouch. And now you've got to get revenge. How did they shoot you in the face in the vault? I don't understand. I don't think they did. Um, <laughs> it's been long enough since I played New Vegas. The intro to it is... Uh... My mother always told me if I went outside, I'd get shot in the face. That is why I'm pasty white and stay inside. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in Fallout New Vegas, I don't think you actually start out in the vault. I think you crawl out of your own shallow grave, which is... Okay. That's just metal as fuck. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and it's fun too because uh, you can play around with the stats, right? Like you, you create your character and all that. Uh, bearing in mind that the intro clip, like opening scenes, show you getting shot in the face <laughs> and then dumped into a shallow grave. When you go and do your stats, if you put very few points in intelligence, you get things. Uh, in like conversation dialogues, like, do you have a bullet in your brain or something? And you're <laughs> just like, ah, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I the have brain nothing perk well, to well, add to that. Thank, thank you for coming to my rescue, Zach. <laughs> Moving on. Next row is Diablo Two: Lords of Destruction by Blizzard. Forbidden, or sorry, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores by Gorilla Games. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Hey, I think we just talked about that. By Ubisoft Montreal, where it's tradition in Canada to make more Far Cries. The Elder Scrolls 4 The Shivering Isles by Bethesda Games. And Baldur's Gate 2 Throne of Ball by Bioware. All right, well, gentlemen, I I played a little bit of Blood Dragon. I can't even talk much about it. We've already talked about it. So I'm going to have to go with Diablo 2 and cheat a little bit on my answer. 
So, okay, I can't say that much about Diablo 2 because I tried playing this at some LAN parties uh, when I was in high school, and it just never totally got into it. Um, I did play a ton of Diablo 3 because I worked at Blizzard right when that launched. It was a ton of fun. And then I also played some Diablo 4. Now, I will say, if we're talking about DLC slash expansions, Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls kicked motherfucking ass. So this is where I'm cheating. I'm not doing Diablo 2 expansion. I'm doing the Diablo 3 expansion. Gentlemen, did you did you remember playing Diablo 3 or, or Reaper of Souls? I think I played uh, Diablo 3. I don't know that I, I... I think I played Diablo 3. I remember Diablo 2 more. <laughs> which, which is the one with the uh, the dual-wielding crossbow person. Yes. Yeah, Vala the Demon Hunter. Oh, great yes. character in Heroes of the Storm, too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never had the, like, the compulsion to do, like, grinding. But, man, the, the moment to moment gameplay in Diablo 3 and just walking into a room of demons and just... You know, like you were saying, Raul, like the the two-handed demon hunter over-the-top thing. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Diablo 4 was more dark and gritty, and so I didn't kind of feel as OP as I did in D3. Which, while I can appreciate that for a variety of reasons and stylistic choices, it was still really fun to feel OP as fuck in Diablo 3. And, And Reaper Souls just fixed the loot system and added more content and added rifts where, again, you're just murdering shit right and left. So that was, it was a lot of fun. I actually played through Diablo 3 twice. Once when it launched, and then once when it came to console, I played through it on the Switch. Don't judge me in my low frame rate. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Any Anything else to add about Diablo, gentlemen? Uh, it was fun while it lasted. Fair enough. All right, before we get to the last row, we want to talk about a thing real quick. Hey, dear listener, this is another entry in the unfortunately recurring segment, the QQ cast rambles. So three, two, one, let's jam. What's up with hardcore mode? <laughs> That's my question for you guys, because Diablo 4 had hardcore, and if you got to max level, you actually got your name etched in a statue they have on campus. But like, what is up with hardcore mode? Have you guys ever done hardcore mode? Why do people do hardcore mode? Um, they might hate themselves. <laughs> and some people really do just get off on challenge, right? The more that they feel like they have struggled through something and honestly, even achieving the ultimate objective may be secondary. It's the struggle is the journey and the journey is what's important. I, I, okay. I like, the journey I, to your I, grave I'm is what matters and the corpses the you make along the side. way. I, I love how the games now no longer shame me about easy mode. They're like, for those that care only about the story, I'm like, that's me. I don't need to know. Yep. I don't need to grind all this time. Just <laughs> tell me what happens in your story where I have to randomly make this person walk. In, see see in if Stars has a relic called the Amulet of Storytelling. And you just equip that, you you get double HP and heal after every fight. <laughs> nice. Uh, that is fun. All right. Well, that was my question. All right, gentlemen, uh, we're on well, the final... Okay, okay, okay. Uh, oh. The only hardcore more thi- thing I can add, though, is just, like, I did love the... I think we've talked about it before, the, the Star World levels in, in Mario Brothers and all those other stuff, and, like, Super... Is it Super Meat Boy? Have you ever played that game? Yeah, I yeah, do, that, like, that's that's hurt me plenty. That's not, like, hardcore, you die once and reset the whole game, go back to uh, Donut Plains in Mario World. <laughs> all right, well, I, anyway. I do like those challenging ones. Those are fun. All right, not gentlemen, for the last row, since we have an odd number of rows here and we're not going to be able to be uh, to each get one again, new game for the final row. I want each of you to pick one out of the final row, and then uh, you guys are going to have to argue why the one you picked is cooler than the other. So I'm going to read these off, and you guys are going to pick. Let's see here. Oh, God damn it. I keep hitting the wrong <laughs> soundboard. It's the fifth right. final countdown. Actually, that would have been accurate, wouldn't it? Bloodborne, the old hunters from software. Dishonored, the knife of Dunwall. That's a terrible name by Arcane. Sleeping Dogs, Nightmare in North Point. Untitled Front Games. That's a really interesting name for the studio. Shovel Knight, Specter of Torment. That's a great name by Yacht Club Games. And Burial at Sea, Bioshock Infinite. Episode 1 by Irrational Games. Uh... Let's do this in order. Zach, which one are you picking? Uh, let's talk about Bioshock Infinite. All right, Ruli, which one are you picking? Dishonored, the knife of Dunwall. I know which one's going to win already. <laughs> All right, Zach, why is your game the better in this row? Or your DLC? Uh, 
Uh, I have no idea. I didn't, pick, <laughs> I didn't actually play the Bioshock Infinite DLC, but I did love Bioshock Infinite. Um, the <laughs> It would not be seemly to talk about Bioshock Infinite if we didn't point out that the main supporting character, whose name completely escapes me, is responsible for massive advancements in the porn industry. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whole new rendering technologies were created just to make porn of her. So, hats off to that. Like, <laughs> it just, I guess that's that's the mark of success. Um, I'm sorry, um, I wasn't listening. I was adding something to my VR wish list in, in Steam. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bioshock as a series uh, has been really fun to follow especially since the um i guess the second one bioshock 2 with big daddies uh and bioshock infinite does a good job with its kind of on the nose call it social commentary and the cast of characters that they have to play that out it's nothing that's going to make you think especially hard but it doesn't have to because the gameplay is just a lot of fun uh, it's a great setting, it's interesting characters, it's very apparently attractive models. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, uh, 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 the internet is for porn, and Bioshock Infinite has made porn better. Really, it's really hard to compete with that explanation. Why do you think Dishonored, the knife of Dunwall, is a better thing than uh, Bioshock you know what the worst part of stealth games is is all the walking you got to do to be all quiet and stuff it, it's really fun to just blink over to someone and, and stab them in the face so that's that's worth it <laughs> uh I'm all right the gentlemen earlier i can't compete with that one right i know <laughs> and the winner is bioshock porn <laughs> yay <laughs> all right you guys ready to get to the news? Yeah. News us up. Good news, everyone. Great news, everyone. Bad news, everyone. Uh-oh. I don't like the sound of that. You are? So speaking of fucking Fallout, Magic is getting Fallout cards? What the fuck's up with this? Hasn't Magic I... been dipping its yeah. toes into so many other franchises lately? Yeah, Wizards of the Coast really wants money. <laughs> What do, you, what do you guys think of this whole concept of, like, because Magic the Gathering and doing Lord of the Rings, that that did seem like an adding of chocolates to milk. It sounded lovely. What do you feel about Magic the Gathering and Fallout? That, that feels like a, a bit weirder, you know, not going for the high well, fantasy. Yeah, I, thought, I thought the whole gimmick of the game was, like, multiple dimensions and portals and stuff. So, like, they can do whatever they want to attract people to their game. I mean, true. Yeah, the, um, the planes, the multiverse that they sort of set up in Magic plane, the Gathering. Plane Rider? Is that what you are? Yeah, <laughs> plane, plane Walker. Planeswalker. Um, they've, they've set up a setting where they can kind of do anything, and they haven't really truly taken advantage of that yet, and now it seems like they've sort of hit the bottom of the barrel in original content and are going for expansions uh franchises i guess i guess so i don't know i have nothing to add here so uh moving on okay this one guys makes me really really excited uh there is a new alien movie in production called alien romulus and it's by a new filmmaker uh freddy alvarez i don't i'm not familiar with him is he a horror guy really do you know who he is um if i look up the name i can tell you who is well, this please person? do but apparently there was a, a rough cut screening where they invited Ridley Scott to watch it. And Ridley Scott came out and told the director, it quote, it's fucking great. So, wow. I, uh, don't get me wrong. Ridley Scott, love-hate relationship. I don't think his recent filmography has been great, blah, 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 blah. But that gets me fucking stoked. Y'all know my love for the Alien franchise. And so the idea that a new filmmaker is making one and that, like, apparently, candidly, uh... Ridley Scott, who has totally trashed other things that people have made. Um, I think even including Aliens, which he didn't like James Cameron's take on. He seems to like this. So, oh my God, are we going to get a good Alien movie? It's fucking crazy. 
Um, Neat. So, so looking at IMDb, he did the Evil Dead remake, which was good. Um, but I think the one that that actually probably has the most parallels to it is a uh, Don't Breathe. Did you ever see that movie? No, no idea. What's that? Um, a group of thieves break into a blind man's house, and the tables turn, and the thieves become the hunted. So. Very like stalker tense type of movie type thing, which I could see Here that kind of translating well with aliens. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, sounds like cool. this guy's got some good credentials. Cool. I'm into it. Yes. Excellent. All right. Moving on. So, guys, I'm actually really excited about this one. This is so stupid, but it's something that we have talked about on this podcast before. I think we should sue for royalties because we talked about what should be rebooted. And I've been what? saying for a long time. Gargoyles needs a live-action remake, and guess what? It is in development. Are they actually doing it live-action? So it so it says here in the article. I mean, it's in development. It's not guaranteed to happen. But, ooh, yeah. Can, can we get Keith David as Goliath? Because that would be so fucking badass. Yes. Okay. Ruli, do you think your little girls would want to watch a live-action reboot of Gargoyles? Oh, of course not. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're still stuck watching Bluey 24-7. Come on. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll ask you if your kids are going to watch the next headline. But um, any any other comments on on Gargoyles getting a live action reboot? Again, it's all it's all pre production. Who fucking knows if it'll actually happen? But uh, dark dark gothic gargoyles in a uh, you know futuristic dystopian neo noir New York City. What's not the fucking love? Yeah, maybe I guess like they're. Their live action shows have been kind of hit or miss, right? So true. But gargoyles, go on. Mm. All right, fuck it. So, <laughs> Bruley, are your girls going to want to watch this? The Taylor Swift Eras Tour enchanted the domestic box office with an estimated $96 million. Your girls want to go see the Eras Tour? Um, I don't even think that's there on their radar. <laughs> I mean, what is the age range for Taylor Swift? I mean, I think it's like 0 to 100 based on all the... You know, she's like a four quadrant person. She's all over the place. Yeah, that's pretty true. Um, pretty true. Yeah, I mean, like they are aware of like Taylor Swift and other stuff because, like, well, I'll, I'll play music videos for them and they'll dance and have fun and stuff. But I don't, I don't know if something like this would be up their alley to just sit down and like not be dancing and making fools of themselves while music is playing. So yeah, I got no idea. They'd probably watch it at home. Zach, are you and Callie gonna go see the Eras tour movie? Oh, probably not. Um... <laughs> I enjoy following Taylor Swift's antics from afar. And legs. Really, and legs. But, um, yeah, no, there's 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 a lot to be said about this. Like, the Ares Tour movie may beat Barbie for its opening weekend. Um, it may make more than Joker did in 2019. That's fucking wild. Uh, also, the really cool part about this to me is um, Taylor Swift like self-produced this she went around the hollywood studios they're all pissed about it and worked directly with amc on a deal to get it into theaters and uh cutting out the middleman is something that not a lot of people could get away with first but it's also probably going to be real fucking profitable for her no shit so she just keeps winning and it's kind of fun to see but also fucking terrifying oh because she's just a force of nature (laughs) yeah and and you gotta wonder right like never never reach heroes and live long enough to see yourself become the villain and blah 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 so i'm I'm totally cool with her trying to fuck up the establishment i i wish to god she could take Ticketmaster down so uh i don't know it's a it's a good ride for now go for it and legs yup yup and legs all right gentlemen my last headline here and this isn't that new uh, John Riccatello is retiring from Unity after that whole pricing debacle. He's the CEO. He used to be the CEO of um, uh, EA. So yeah, that's that's how that story ends. Uh, even though I mean he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the guy who made the announcements. He was the CEO, right? He's in charge of this stuff. So um, yeah, thus ends the the saga of Unity's what was it run runtime fee, runtime tax? I forget what the fuck the word was. Yeah, I, th- I think it was even runtime. It was like per installation thing. Oh, it was. Yeah. They called it the runtime tax. But yeah, they that was a very interesting pricing model, to say the least. Uh, yeah. No, it was 
absolutely fucking wild. And the the worst part was they were like people were putting together everything that was being published about their new pricing structure and doing the math for their own little indie games and being like, <laughs> so Unity apparently wants twenty percent more than my game has ever made. Yep. Uh, <laughs> which is just fucking wild, man. Yeah. Oh Look, no, the the, the, the fun main... one that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, the fun one that I was hearing, uh, since Zach keeps mentioning Docker, um, that you could basically make an indie company go bankrupt by just making, you know, a whole bunch of Docker instances install the game over and over oh, and yeah, over totally, again. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And supposedly they had, like, you know, their 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 magical tracking engine behind the scene, which they're not going to tell you about, but they know, they know if it's fake or not. Yeah, so, I call bullshit. Yeah, it's... Which is... I, I get everything they're trying to do, yada, yada corporate blah 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 but it's just like it's so i find it so crazy how their good graces were just like just pooped on because i, I <laughs> yeah because because there's Technical just so term. many people like like whenever i hear about like like folks wanting to get into games and anything like that it, it's always been, like the big name in the room was always like hey like you should learn unity to see these things there's a lot of cool stuff you know like there's other game engines out there but like unity was the one to start with um and it's just so crazy how um, I think there's like some like Go engine or something like good, like good so dough. many yeah yeah so so many people like like try to just jump on the um, hey if we're gonna poop on you as a developer and you know not let you learn how to make games like you know games are fun come join us and I know what is it like the Unreal folks got a lot of good publicity that that other one got some publicity um, and it was just so ridiculous because like um, I forget which which there was there was some I think it was maybe like the um, the name is escaping me now. Uh, what's what's the side-scrolling game that's like Harvest Moon but Metroid and all the things combined? Terraria. Yeah, yeah. I think like those people like made like a massive donation to like some other game company or you know I think it was like the Godot whatever you call it. I don't even know the name of these things anymore. Godot, like waiting yeah, for Godot. Godot. It's a name. Good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they made a huge um, contribution to them because I think they're more open source. Just like everything around it was just like bad publicity after bad publicity. So I don't even know if they can actually recover from all that. Yeah, time, time's gonna tell. It's a uh, interesting debacle to say the least. But again, we'll see. All right, gentlemen, I have possibly the weirdest trailer we've ever done on this show. You guys ready? I've never ever been ready. <laughs> then let's do this. Coming soon to a cinema near you. In a land that... No, in a land... In a time... No, I don't think so. In a land before time. Yep, yep, yep! All right, gentlemen, in the mumble chat. Channel, Tom, link to YouTube.com. So here's the deal, though. This is a foreign trailer. It is not in English. So you're going to have to go in and not only turn on subtitles, but configure them to be auto-translated into English. So I'm going to have to let you guys do that. But before that, I'm going to torture Raul. Raul, how the hell can you, can you say this title? I'll, I'll try. With Cheka el Premier Aviance, the Pack Your Pocket with Adventures, La Sierra Live Action de Pokemon. Wow! Woo! Hold on, where's, <laughs> where's my fucking applause? That was so good. Go, Bruley! Woo! That was, that was incredible. Absolutely, positively incredible. Okay, so, um, yeah, please it's go in. It's only letting me have Japanese auto generated subtitles. You know what? I, I don't want the English. I don't, I don't want to know what's. You don't I just want to, want to see it for what it is. Oh, I see. Auto translate English. Got it. Yep. Okay. Well, if you don't want to translate, that's fine. Uh, now remember, mute, mute your soundboards so that I can play it and I can hear it. Soundboard Done. Muted. All right. Count them down. Three, two, one. Play. How did you stumble on this? Yeah. This is this is a live action series uh, coming to I don't know what, but. I don't know. It's about a girl who uh, copes with life via playing the original GBC or yeah, GBC Pokemon. Okay. Pocket Monsters Red. It's not even GBC. It's it's the original Game Boy Pokemon on a and Game Boy Pocket. She didn't even have to charge the Game Boy. They kept true. the charge for all the time. Well, hey, she she could have modded it. She could have modded it and then put in a uh, rechargeable battery. It's a common thing. <laughs> So she works at an ad agency. 
And she wants to battle her co-workers. That sounds like an HR problem. <laughs> I have to admit, though, I'm a little bit disappointed that this isn't filmed documentary style like uh, The Office or some shit. It looks like it's actually filmed normal. Like a normal TV show? <laughs> like a normal TV show. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Japanese K-drama. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what I was thinking too. It's With very K-drama-like. Oh, the Magikarp guy is yelling. That's adorbs. Oh, they got the fucking link, link cable, cable and everything. Woo! <laughs> so yeah, it comes out... Uh, oh, today! 10-19. 10-19, that comes out today. I don't know... On what service? I don't think you can get it here in the United States, but uh, there you go. That's a thing. Like I said, maybe one of the weirdest fucking <laughs> trailers we've ever watched. I like that it has 203 views and zero comments on YouTube. You know what's funny? I have 202 views because <laughs> clearly I was the 202nd. You have three. Oh, yeah. man, that's fucking great. Yeah. Oh. I, I just have 203. Eventually consistent. Oh, yes. And yes, I'm the not eventually. <laughs> All right, Jill, listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any views or opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends, family, co hosts, or co workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Thank you for joining us and thank you for respecting our individuality. Dang it, I had to take a breath in the middle of that. Sucks. All right, Zach Ruley, thanks again. Sorry for the delays. Uh, not, not real record last week, but super glad to be back. Glad to be watching weird oh, Japanese commercials nice. with you. Yay! Yay! Can we do Long Long Man next time? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we can't. But Can you add it to your soundboard? <laughs> yeah, actually, that long, I can. Long Long Man! That I can do. That I can do. All right, gentlemen, uh, when I was with Trey, I went to a concert, and so we're going out on islands. We like to do it with the lights on. I like how you say these things, and I still have it muted, so I hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we'll be back next week. Yeah, uh, I believe so. All right, I awesome. Mean, well, thanks again, and dear listener. Until next time, do it with the the QQ on, baby. We do it with the lights on all night. We do it with the lights. On. I just got bored. Everybody out.